Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to That Smart Hustle podcast and welcome to episode 54. This is also the last episode of 2018, which is just so crazy that 2019 is only a couple of weeks away. But since we are approaching the new year, I wanted to go ahead and do a podcast episode on, I guess, how I set myself up for success, how I plan for 2019. And I know I tend to do these episodes at the end of every year, but you know, my process tends to change as I grow as a person and as my focus kind of shifts. So I wanted to share what I do to prepare for the new year and specifically what I'm doing to prepare for 2019. And a lot of it has to do with intention setting and goal setting and all that good stuff. So let's go ahead and dive on into this because I'm really excited to talk about this kind of stuff. I don't know if you can tell, but planning and organizing and being productive. That's just really my wheelhouse. I love talking about it. I love sharing tips and things that I do with you guys to help you be more productive and to just live more intentional, present lives. Okay, so in the month of December, every single year, I have sort of a three-step process and there's many steps broken down into each one of these overarching umbrellas, if you will. The first umbrella is to review the second umbrella is to reflect, and then the third umbrella is to renew. So we can call it R cubed if you want. It's the three R's, but I like to take one week out of the month in December. So I'll take three weeks, one week for each of these different umbrellas, and I'll kind of go through these mini steps with you guys so you can understand exactly what it is I do in each of these steps. So in the first week of December, that's when I'm really working on wrapping things up. This year is a little bit different because I've been working on some secret projects that I haven't really been able to talk about. And that's kind of my wrapping up of those projects has extended into the third week of December, which is totally fine. But normally I like to wrap up any sort of projects the first week of December. So that way I can be fully present and fully focused on setting my intentions and my goals and what I want next year to look like and feel like. So in this first umbrella under review, really what I'm looking at, and this is why I journal every day. This is why I keep such a detailed planner because I like to go back through each of my months and I'll review what worked for me and what didn't work for me. So at the end of each week in my planner, I'll kind of write down just an overview of the week just to keep me on track and I'll earmark those pages so that way I can go back to them and I don't have to flip through my journal and read through every single entry. But that kind of gives me a reference point to look at each week and kind of see overall how that month went 
So what I'll do is I'll look at the projects and activities that were going on that month and then compare that to how I was feeling, what things were working for me, if I was really stressed out or felt pressured or overwhelmed and why that was. So the reviewing process really can take a whole week. If you do it over a period of five days or if you wanna do it for seven days, that's fine too. It's really going through each of the months. So it's basically looking at two months every single day and really reviewing, really looking into what you did that month, how you felt about it, what worked for you, what didn't work for you. So once I've reviewed the entire year during that first week, then I'll move on to the second week umbrella, which is to reflect. And this has three different steps. So first is theme alignment. The second is a milestones list and also a heartbreaks list. So I will go into what that means in just a second. And the third one is the overall feeling and vibe. So it's not just enough to review what worked and what didn't work. We also need to reflect on that, to really sit with it, reflect, figure out what it means for us, how we can move forward, how we can improve ourselves and our lives and the things that we're doing, our habits in the next year. So the first one is theme alignment. And I talked about this last year, but I like to choose one word every single year that's going to kind of encompass the theme of the year. It's sort of this overarching intention. It's the one thing that I'm going to come back to when I start to feel stressed out or pressured, or if I don't feel aligned, that is the word or the theme. It's kind of like a feeling that I want to come back to whenever I'm feeling out of alignment. I think it's really important to have a theme word for your year. If you wanna choose a couple of words, that's fine too, because I tend to have mini theme words for the month or what I wanna focus on for the month. But for 2018, for example, my theme was abundance. I just wanted to feel very abundant in all aspects of my life, in every area of my life, in my health and wellness, in travel, in freedom, from a financial standpoint, just everything. I just wanted to feel abundant. And so anytime I started to feel lack or I started to have that fear, I would always go back to that feeling of abundance and reflect on the things that I had done in the past months where I was feeling abundant and I was aligned and vibing at that highest energy. Again, that's why in the first week, I like to review everything to really see if I was in alignment with that theme. If it's a theme I want to carry over into the new year, or if I need to tweak or make some adjustments because maybe it wasn't specific enough, or maybe it was too specific and I felt really pressured to constantly do things or be a certain way, act a certain way, do certain things, to really be aligned with that theme. And yes, I have already chosen my theme word for 2019, but I'm not going to share that here right now. I'll share that in January and it'll all make sense as to why I'm not sharing it right now. Okay, so once I reflected on whether or not I was aligned with my theme and my actions and everything I was doing, then I make a list of my milestones. So again, that's why this is so crucial to go through and review everything that you did every single month in that first week, because then you're gonna go through and actually create a milestones list. And what I love about the milestones list is that it really opens your eyes to how much you actually achieved and what you actually did in that year. The big things that maybe you thought, oh, this will never happen. It's really cool when you actually go through everything and write down 
the things that did happen. When I was going through my milestones list, it just blew my mind from hosting my very first retreat with a bunch of like-minded women, which was the author tube retreat in April, to setting up and going on my very first book tour, to releasing two books, to being a keynote speaker, to teaching at workshops and events, to being a guest influencer at a writing retreat in Bali. Like it just absolutely blows my mind to think about all of these milestones that I hit this year. So that's why it is so important to make a milestones list because it reminds you of everything that you've achieved. And it also reminds you what's possible and how you can really push yourself further and really up level even more. So along with the milestones list, because while I do like to celebrate everything that's happened in the year, I also do make a heartbreaks list and you don't have to call it that. That was just the best word that I could think of. You could call it a challenges list, like everything you overcame, but I call it a heartbreaks list because these are the things that really shook me to my core. Maybe they were some serious realizations that I had, and a lot of the time they may have been negative realizations. But the reason why I write down all of the challenges and the struggles and the things that really affected me or impacted me deeply is because then when I'm reflecting on that, I can see how much I have actually overcome in the past year and maybe what things I thought really were going to break me and, you know, it was just going to be the last straw seeing that I overcame that and what I learned from it, what I did to overcome that. That's a really, really powerful thing. And you'll also notice that a lot of the things on your heartbreaks list will coincide with the things on your milestones list. So I find sometimes when I'm in a really bad place or I'm just I'm really struggling with something. Those are the times when I really find the strength to keep going and to push forward and move forward and not let anything stop me. And a lot of the time when I was pushing through those heartbreaks and those really big moments, that's when I would be on the verge of hitting that next milestone or a really great opportunity would come my way. So that's why I like to make both of these lists because you know it's the light and the dark, it's the good and the bad, it's the love and the hate. We have to embrace all of it in order to grow as a person. We can't just focus on the positive all the time. As much as we would like to do that, we're all human and we're flawed and we make mistakes. And it's important to reflect on those mistakes so that we can learn from them. And then the last thing I do in the reflection phase is to reflect on the overall feeling and vibe of the year. And that kind of goes along with the theme, but this is more so just how you remember yourself feeling. Were you worked to the bone? Were you tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, anxious, or were you present and grateful and happy? I think sometimes when we're so busy with life, we tend to forget to check in with ourselves and how we're actually feeling. I did a whole podcast episode on that which was called Stop Glossing Over Your Feelings. And it's so true because I feel like we don't always really check in with ourselves, with our intuition, that inner voice and that inner guide. And it's so important to do that because how we feel every day, that's going to define what our lives look like. So if we are constantly feeling stressed out and tired and anxious and fearful, that's how we're gonna remember our lives. That's how we're gonna reflect on it. Those are going to be the emotions that we're going to remember. 
And if you ask me, I want to remember the times I was happy and joyful and present and grateful and just totally aligned, flowing and vibing with the universe. So we have to check in with ourselves on a daily basis to make sure that our actions and our thoughts are aligned with the way we want to feel. Okay, so that's the reflection phase. So that was week two. Then week three is the renewal phase. It's one of my favorite phases. If you watch Parks and Rec, when Leslie Nope goes easily a top five phase, or I think it was Ben Wyatt that said that, <laughs> I would say the same thing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. But, you know, easily a top five phase, this renewal phase. But what I like to do in the renewal phase is really to just set myself up, you know, have a clean slate, set everything up for the new year. So I like to pick a new theme. I'll give myself monthly intentions. And then from those monthly intentions, I will create aligned goals. And I'll also note how I want to feel in the new year and also what things I can do to help make me feel that way. And the big thing I noticed this year that was a struggle for me was that I was hustling like crazy, but it wasn't that balance of hustle flow. It was more of a forced hustle, like a very pressure-filled hustle. And so I decided that one of the feelings that I'm really going to focus on in 2019 is to have less hustle with more flow. So I still want to be hustling and working on stuff, but I want to feel more in flow. I want to feel more aligned and I just want to listen to my body more. I've gotten really good at this over the past couple of months, but earlier this year, because there was so much going on, I just felt like a robot. I just felt like I was moving on to the next thing. I was like, okay, got to get this done. Got to get this done. Just marking things off a to-do list. And while it's great to go through your to-do list and to get things done, if you don't feel good while you're doing it, then it just totally defeats the purpose. So again, for the renewal phase, I like to pick a new theme. So a new theme word. I like to set monthly intentions and these aren't necessarily goals and intention is more of how, how you want to feel. It can be an overarching goal, but mine tend to be more on the emotional side. So I really tap into those inner emotions and how I want to feel for that month, like what I want my focus to be on. So it's a little bit more of an abstract topic when I talk about intentions. And then once you have that intention, like for instance, if I really wanted to focus on my health and wellness, if that was my overarching intention, then my aligned goals would be, you know, working out on my Peloton five times a week and taking Denali for a walk every day and meditating daily, journaling, whatever it may be. So having that overarching intention, but then making sure your goals, those smaller bite-sized goals are aligned with that intention will then lead into how you want to feel every day and how you're going to feel over the month. So that is my process for getting ready for the new year. The planning, like the really in-depth planning tends to come in January. Again, December is a little bit more of a review, reflect, renew. It's really taking everything that you've learned over the year and figuring out what you need to tweak, what you need to adjust, what can stay the same, what you wanna add or carry over. This is the time I like to do it. I like to do it before the new year comes because then I feel like I have a clean slate, everything's fresh, I reflected, we're good to go, and I can start the new year with a bang. So 
that is it. That's all that I have for you guys today for this podcast episode. And again, it's the last one of 2018. So that makes me so sad because I love creating content, but I am going to be with my family over the next couple of weeks. So I will be in California and Arizona to celebrate Christmas with my family. So if you would, it would help me out so much if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And other than that, I will chat with you in the new year. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.